minutes the doctor had pulled out about 10 feet of fishing line and a gummy worm welcome to two bees in a pod i'm brayden you know i'm still surprised that you kept your head underwater for that long well i mean it was out of necessity welcome to episode 19 of two bees brendan by the way yes he is welcome to our podcast where we happy wednesday guys it sure is i've Mm. i'm 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 out onto the surface world once more for those of you who Tuned in last week. Uh, I it's not, it's not a lot of visitation. No, I was but... able to to kind of crawl out of the out of the basement uh, into the mm. sunlight. I it was much like a like an albino mole person. The sun burnt my eyes as I entered into the sunlight again. But I have recovered from my COVID. Although I sound a little scratchy still. That is yeah. to I have been it's cleared to to interact with humanity once more and eat solid food again. Well, actual food, because the food pellets go. were solid in the, in their own right. If but, you, like, soak them, it, you could at least choke them down. It's like a loaf of stale bread, right? I, I soaked so, a lot. I, I soaked a lot of them in in rye that I found down here, and mm. that, that made my days fun. For, but, oh, then yeah. the next, but then the next days were, were, were hard. Anyway, well, the the trick there is to just keep eating rye. True, Bread. you can't get a hangover if you're always drunk. Yep. Don't try that at home, kids. Ten out of ten doctors disapprove. Let's break the ice. Yeah, let's do that thing where we roll dice. We roll some dice. We break some ice. Let's see what the conversation yeah. is. Brendan, me. What kind of shows? What's what have you been watching as of late? Well, aside from the thing that I watch for the podcast, uh, been, oh man, uh, started watching the TMNT series on Netflix, so I'm a couple episodes in. Yeah, and how's, uh, how's the series? I haven't started it. So far, so good. Um, oh, good. I'm Do waiting. Answer the question. That we, that I, I don't want to answer the question. I want you to find out for yourself. Do they get the powers in the first episode? Who knows, Brady? Ah, you're a turd. Yeah, well. <laughs> I'm a turd that gets to walk around in sunlight, apparently. <laughs> <so>. Sunlight's <laughs> um, overrated. Well, uh, it allows the growing of rye, uh, which turns into whiskey. And um, melanoma. Mmm, delicious. Delicious rye-flavored melanoma. <laughs> <laughs> Rhymanoma. 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 Heck yeah. That is I um yeah, I've been watching the TMNT show. Uh so far so good. Um I also started watching Metabots again. Oh. Uh I love that show. That is, Metabots is like one of my favorite like anime, like ch- like just cheesy over the top Saturday morning anime. I try. Uh, I it was just the, and I know it's a different. It was a different age, but the animation on it is awful. And I, 
The only thing that I enjoyed in Metabots was the referee that always came out of Mr. nowhere. Mr. Referee! Mr. Referee! I will referee this uh, this raw battle! Always. And he just like would Love fall out of the sky and you were like... Or jump hell? out of a dumpster or he'll, he'll be wearing like a... There's one where like they're at a restaurant or something like that and he's dressed up as like a the, the maid restaurant person. Yeah. Uh, Wasn't he dressed <laughs> as a woman at one point? I remember yeah, he just, like a sundress just, or something. Yeah, just like straight up, like it just looks like a background character female, and then he transforms it. It was Mr. Referee the entire time in a wig and a dress. <laughs> it's like, why, why Mr. Referee all cheeked up though? I don't understand. <laughs> um, That's his side yeah. gig. Yeah, no, I um, I really, yeah, I really enjoy Metabots because it, it hit that like that sweet spot for me age wise, where it's like robots and also Pokemon. So, mm. like, so I'm like, oh my god. I could totally have one of these because I was I was also really into battle uh, battle bots battle bots uh, around that time yeah uh, I started getting really into it and because uh, it was on Comedy Central of all places um, and uh, I always watched that one on uh, on Spike yeah Spike TV had robot battles they um this was like before they had it uh, they they had like the the weight classes. So you'd have like these crazy rinky dink little robots fighting giant saw blade monstrosities, clearly out of their weight class. But there's a, my favorite uh, battle bot was just this one, and all, all it was was just like a wedge in the front and then a hammer that swung. Oh yeah, down and up, and uh, it had a spike on the hammer. And watching that thing take on a bot like twice like, its size just and then manage up. to spike it to death. Just doing a frontal lobotomy to, to the other ro- robot. Mm-hmm. I, re- I remember that one. Yep. See, my yeah. favorite it's like one. Over and everything, yeah. My favorite one, and it was it like my brother and I would watch and wait, was when the Grim Reaper came out. Oh, yeah. The big, like, T Rex thing with the arms, yeah. and it would just, like, chase you down and be like, it was like the that, like, because we all played video games where that happened, where, like, you played too yeah. long, and then it was like, game over, suckers. To, and then, like, that was this big black robot with a claw and just Hell breathed yeah. fire and would the just bo- come out and be like... The boss fight that appeared in real life. Yeah, and you were like, oh, no! And it would just wreck you, yep. and you was like, done, game over, son, here we go. Yeah. This this fight has taken far too long. The winner is the yep. one who survives. The principal has entered the classroom now. Yep, and he's wielding two meter <laughs> sticks. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, those are some... How about you, man? What you been watching? I actually started to watch the um, Rings of Power, that uh, oh, the, Lo- the Lord the, of the Ring prequel yeah, Lord show. Yeah, the Rings series. Yeah, that was one of the one of the the pleasures of being stuck at home with the Rona by myself right. is that I was able to uh, the Rona of power had some time to myself and I was able to sit down and, and get started on that show and it it's mm. I really enjoyed it. Um, nice. with, without spoiling anything, um, one of the thing, one of the smaller things that I enjoyed is that we get to see an elf in one episode do a bunch of really cool acrobatic jumps and flips in a fight mm-hmm. that show off, in my opinion, how elves can move. Like we know in yeah. the Lord of the Rings that elves are light on their feet, like Legolas walking on the yeah. snow. But the Hobbit, the Hobbit movie just the, overpowered Legolas. Yes, it yeah. wrecked it. When Legolas yeah, is jumping off much. bridge pieces like a video game, it turned physics, into such, such terrible. a terrible friggin' Mary Sue. There was like no, 
Every Terrible. fight he was in after the first bit of screen time where he just wrecks everybody, I'm like, yeah. well, we know he's going to win, and he's not going to get a scratch on him, and his stupid hair is still going to be perfect the entire stupid time. <laughs> yeah, but, like, at one point, in, and it's not just, like, physics breaking that they're doing yeah. it. At one point, you see, like, there's a couple of elves that pull a chain tight so that another elf can run along the chain to get momentum and, like, hmm. jump. Which is like it's That's strategic cool. and it's really cool that way, and uh, and and I get the sense like as much as this is before the Lord of the Rings, it almost feels like, and again, this is the way I'm going A into sequel? it. It's like no, like, more like multiverse kind of thing where this uh, is the beginning, yeah. but this isn't the same Lord of the Rings timeline. It's it, well, maybe timeline, Zone but not the thing. same. Not the same universe as the movies is, because mm. like. And like we're seeing uh, Galadriel is one of the main characters in this. And you uh, see her as yeah. this is like she's a knight and she's out looking for Sauron because Sauron killed her brother. And this is not spoilers. It's in the first episode. But yeah, I think that's also in the trailer. Yeah. Well. So like you see her like whereas she always had that air in the movies of like she's a woman that can hold her own. Yeah. She's you now see shit. her. Now you see yeah. her in armor with a sword holding nice. her own. I like that a lot because there was that one bit. What's the name of the guy that leads the elves? Uh, Elrond? Yeah, Elrond. The guy that uh, the, the dude, Mr. Smith. Um, so uh, one thing I did really like about the Hobbit was you get to see him full bore in like just taking on the ring rates. Yeah. Or whatever with uh, Gandalf and yeah, it was that was a that's like my favorite like bit, um, from the Hobbit bar none, uh, man. Oh, I got a question. Are is there a more is there a bigger dwarf presence in this one? Yes, you get to go Good. into okay, cool. um, uh, not only is there a bigger dwarf presence, but you get to uh -huh. see how the dwarves operate. And in fact, um, nice. So at one point, and again, this is not really not really spoilers, but. El because Elrond's in this show. Yeah. You get it. We get a young Elrond. He ends yep. up going to visit the dwarves and he talks to this one dwarf and she explains you get to see their their whole like village that they're living in under the mountain and it's gorgeous. Nice. And then this one dwarf, she she's explaining how they use psionics to do like a lot of their drilling and stuff where they sing to the mountains. What? Yeah, so it's it's That's really cool, cool in that way. It's not just it's not just, oh, we're dwarves, we hit things with rocks or with hammers. They, they got, like, their own magic and stuff. There is, yeah, it's, there's that science uh, to it that is that's like just, unique. really cool. It's, like, unique only to the dwarves, yeah, because that, that's some... Um, because, like, there's, like, the wizards <laughs> and everything, but, like, the dwarves or whatever, like, they never really got fleshed out, because when you first meet a dwarf or whatever, it's, like, post-calamity. Yeah, uh, Gimli or whatever, right? Like that's that's like you know the the dwarven yes. kingdoms are Smaug vast. had come and just wrecked everything. Yeah, and... wrecked, wrecked the Undermountain, and then like all the other dwarven clans didn't want to get involved, and then they dug too deep in Moria, and and I always felt that dwarves in in those movies were like, oh, do they? Like... Oh God, I I I hope they show off Moria in its heyday. Uh I haven't. I don't think we've gone to Moria yet. Oh, I really hope they do. I to I'm, maybe, that's a that's a tomorrow's watch for me. If maybe that was where they went. 
Anyway, sorry, you were saying. But yeah, anyway, very good show so far. And episodes, uh-huh. and it's doing the thing that I enjoy with streaming, where the episodes come out every week. Good. So that, like, yeah, I hate. I don't like binging. No, I don't. You're the same. Like, I don't like binging. I, I get very no. much at all. Because it, it, I, I can't not binge it. Because I get to that end of the episode, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, I have to see the next one." So I watch them all, and I'm like, "Oh well." Well, now I, I gotta now, find a new show I like. Now I gotta wait two years. Like yeah, time woo-hoo. to time to watch Scrubs again. Uh, yep, quite literally. Which, yeah. That's, that's oh, and I also plenty of times for me. And I also uh, when I went when I finished season the, that never happened. When I finished the, the 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 the, that's not Scrubs. That's the the interns. That if you if you happened. if you watch that that show as a standalone show and just think of it as the interns, Scrubs. Man, you and like, I, you and I both know who the interns were supposed to be, like what show it was supposed to be. No, you know what it actually was. With because, Joe and them, like what, I would have, man. Because quite literally, is that season that season nine. Was yeah. literally supposed to be a spin-off series. And mm. NBC or ABC told them to make it a Scrubs show because they wanted the the weight of Scrubs on it. Like the, Bill Lawrence actually talked about that on the Us Fake podcast? Doctors Real on the Fake Doctors Real Friends podcast. Oh, the Zach yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Zach Braffin. Like, yeah. He was He's that sure. that's why it feels so weird, is because it was oh. supposed to be its own show it was it's supposed like shot to be different it's like yeah. the lighting is all different the yep. way the characters interact with each other is different like it's like more gray's anatomy than this scrubs yeah it was literally to just me, supposed like, to be like where you always had those shows in the 90s that like did a weird spin-off and you'd have like guest appearances by the main cast coming in yeah that's what it was supposed to be and then the the network went well if we just call it something different nobody's gonna watch it so let's call it Scrubs again and people will watch it. And then the Scrubs fans went, this is garbage. We're not going to watch it. And the yeah. people that didn't watch Scrubs went, well, we don't watch Scrubs. We're not going to watch it. There was also a major disconnect from, because like, what's his, damn it. Because it was Joe and then uh, the dude with the glasses and then the surgeon guy. The That was like Turk's Apprentice. Yeah, in uh, in season the, eight, yeah, yeah, and then like the timid, the timid one that was, uh... yeah, the. <sighs> Damn it! This is Bob. I'm stuck me, on Sunny seen... right now. Yeah, well, Sunny is one of them for sure. Yeah, she she was one of the interns because she because like her, Doug is it Doug is one of them? No, named Doug. No. No, that would no, no. That's not right. The yeah, only thing I can remember is yeah. like anyway, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Neither. Sorry, sorry. You just finish. Moving finish on, your thought, please. Yeah, no, finish your thought at least. The only thing you remember. What was what was? It? Oh yeah, and that was the other thing I watched. Once I finished the Ring of Power, is I went and mm. I went down and I sat down and I f- watched Modern Family because I'd never actually. Oh, I the, love Modern Family. I did too, but I never got yeah. to the end of the series. Oh yeah. So Why? I sat down and I just hadn't got to it. And it was one where I was scrolling through and went, you know, I've never actually seen how this series ends. Yeah. Phil, Cam, and Gloria are by far my uh Oh, my yeah. Three. Yeah, yeah. 100%. They carried the hell, they carried the hell <laughs> out of that show on their backs, dude. The yeah. hell out of that show. And Lily. Lily's adorable, and she's 
possibly a serial killer. Oh, very much so. <laughs> very much so. I, I still love that scene when they're in the car and they're driving, uh, and like Lily's like, hey, you guys want to listen to my music? Yeah. She doesn't want to Remember listen that? to like Britney Spears anymore. It just yeah. puts on like Free death metal. Yeah, literal yeah. death metal starts playing. <laughs> it's great. We love it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Cam you is, know what? Cam is, I, I do appreciate, by the way, the Modern Family. Just to just to say this, um, it's a. I, I recommend the hell out of that show because it does a really good job of like, yeah, it turns up like the drama in a family to eleven, but it does a really solid job of depicting the uh, the the familial bonds and like how far people go for the ones they love. Um, really good example. Of this is when uh, Manny. Uh, believes his father is going to come to bring him to Disneyland. Yeah, is what that's one really good episode. Another one is when Cam and uh, his husband they finally uh, they finally adopt Lily, their their adopted daughter, um, is another really good one. And then there is on the Phil side of things, it's when Phil uh, <laughs> Phil goes full mob boss. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. you, don't, you don't ask me about my business as as I, Luke's I, just like running around with a pellet I, gun and a, yeah. and a pinata head. Take and... taking people out. He puts like the stuffed <laughs> animal head. Some kids like you don't ask me about my business. I didn't. You don't ask me about it. <laughs> Luke shuts the door. Yeah, and, like I love I love that show, guys. Like but you need other... to. I recommend you watch it. It's a really good like sit down and have fun with the show. Absolutely. And one of the things that I appreciate about Modern Family with the writing yeah. is that on multiple occasions, my favorite episodes in Modern Family are the ones where you get like three different storylines that you find out yeah. are all weaving together at, yeah, at the very connecting. end. Yeah, or, like, or the best ones are when they're on like a careening car crash with each other too. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, but... But you don't notice that it, it just seems like it's three separate stories, but then all of a sudden things kind of start passing one another. Yeah. And you realize it's in. like, oh, hold on. And no. it, there's another show that does something very similar in a few episodes. Um, mm. uh, have you ever watched Life in Pieces? Oh, yeah. I've seen Life like, in Pieces. That's another times, one. Yeah. That, similar similar style where it's it like that family, that big big wide family that loves them getting gets together yep. very modern always family kind of thing and yeah all the stories there's always three stories in that show and quite mm -hmm. often you'll see like points of them overlap which i always yeah. thought was was a fun way of writing it i hear that yeah i never got into uh life is pieces life in pieces as much as modern family i think it's because of gloria uh and this isn't just like a oh Gloria is so hot thing. No, she is she's insane, and I love it. So yeah. I wanna I wanna see all of that on a regular basis. Um, also, uh, <laughs> Rosa, the woman who plays Rosa, is actually in the show as Gloria's sister. sister. Yeah, and it's great because <laughs> <you, laughs> because um because I'm watching uh I was watching Brooklyn Nine Nine when it first started or whatever, and then there was that one like it was way seasons it was like a few seasons in. Um, it's when Rosa goes under, I think she goes undercover and like, she has to act like drastically different from how she oh, normally yeah. is. And then it's just like, it's like the exact same as like Gloria's sister when she's worming <laughs> her way into the house. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then you find out like, cause it's funny too, cause I had no, I didn't like pay attention to it until I realized, oh my God, that's Gloria's sister. 
um, there's like an interview of her normally talking, and that's and how she is the bubbly, happy, great, and then she just switches to Rosen. It's like a different yeah. personality. It's just completely people taken are so over. disappointed when they meet her in real life because she is nothing yeah. like Rosen. They're like, yeah. Ah. Like yeah, we you dude, you're like my there's uh my uh my my I mean, significant like, my well like my, my, my significant other is like oh my god like that's that's like my lesbian dream and I'm like <laughs> you're gonna be very disappointed when you uh-huh. find some things out. <laughs> she she plays Mirabelle in in Canto. Yep. Like that's who she is, and yep. you know what? I think we've like pulverized this ice into oblivion. Oh yeah, no, it's this is I have a nice little snow cone right now. I do too. Blue raspberry for me. Cherry all day. Because of this fun conversation, I don't want to. I don't want to stray too far. So let's let's slide right into our first. Let's let's slide into our first uh, first half here. Let's go on a nostalgia trip, Brendan. Shall we? Oh, it's been a while. It's been a while. Do you do you you have your tickets? It's been a while. It's been a while. Went on a nostalgia trip. It's been a while. Anyway, um, <laughs> and while we're on the subject of television shows and, and, and cartoons and things like that, let's do a nostalgia trip. Let's go farther back, Brendan. Let's go on the way back machine, way back to our footy jammies. I know we did this once before. I believe back in like the first couple episodes. Let's go farther back. Let's go way back to the Saturday mornings. Give me a, a, a Saturday morning cartoon show. That you nostalgically remember fondly. But I'm going to give you a challenge. Okay. I would like you to try to give me a cartoon show that you remember fondly that I have not seen. Oh. Okay. Because I'm curious. Because... And I'll I'll give you time to think, because okay. I have one in mind right off the bat that I want to talk about, that I remembered fondly. But this cartoon, in my adult life, I had fir- I had gotten to a point in my life where I thought this cartoon was a fever dream. Oh, because nobody remembers it. The only thing I could remember about the cartoon was that it was a small boy and he had big monsters that he hung out with. And the monsters and him, they would fight some bad guy. I couldn't remember details about the bad guy. I couldn't. I remember the monsters were gross and they were like made out of trash or something. They were gross looking monsters. But inside their abdomen where their stomachs would be is that they had this like hourglass thing. And the hourglass would drain as they were fighting the bad guy. And when it ran out, they had to hang upside down on like lampposts or tree branches in an attempt to reset their hourglasses. That's really specific. Yes. And for 20 years, I could not find this show. Nobody that I talked to when we would reminisce about Saturday mornings and cartoon shows and everybody would talk about their cartoons and they would be, I'd go, yep, I watched that. Yep, I seen that. I remember that. And I'd go, how about this one? And they go, nope. And I had given, I once spent an entire weekend on Wikipedia 
And I found a list of like all of the Saturday morning cartoons from like back in the 70s forward. And I read through every single title on that Wikipedia page to no avail. This cartoon did not exist. And I had huh. given up hope that it ever existed. And I believed yeah, that, that I was that in some sort of any bells for me at all. And I had I thought I had like hit my head as a child and just developed this reality where this cartoon existed. Then about three years ago, on my front page of YouTube of all places, I uh, came across a video of a guy who I don't follow or had never seen anything from his channel before talking about a cartoon based on a children's toy that I had. And it was the cartoon that I remembered. And the cartoon was Creepy Crawlers. Based off of the boys' version of an Easy Bake Oven. What? We used to have these. It was a little plastic oven. And you had little metal trays. with well, like I know bugs. what Easy Bake Ovens are. Yeah, no. But with the boy version, it was like spiders uh, and lizards. And you filled it oh. with, with goo. And you'd put okay. it in this little green and purple oven. And you'd bake it. And they'd come out and they'd be little wiggly bugs that you could stick on glass. And like scare your aunt as the commercial would have you believe oh, and they okay. made a and they made a cartoon about it the thing was awful because like as a chill as a child how they ever allowed us to play with these as children is beyond me because after mm -hmm. it came out it was a scalding hot metal plate that you had to like fish out of this pizza oven with a tiny little plastic holder thing and not Which burn yourself while you yeah. while you doused it no the, the, well the, the thing was like a little metal holder thing and then you had oh, to it was like, like well made. Okay. And then yeah, and then you had to douse that scalding hot metal into a metal into a water bucket like you were some sort of blacksmith in the 13th century without getting yeah. scalding hot blisters on your fingers, all for a tiny little rubber worm that you would drop on the carpet and get covered in hair in about 30 seconds. But by gum, we were happy to have it. Huh. Anyway, creepy crawlers. It was the cartoon. And so these monsters the premise was that this kid somehow made creepy crawlers in his oven they blew up into giant monsters and then that hourglass was like the ooze that you played with as a kid to make the monsters right and they had to fight some evil professor wizard guy and but yeah so that is my very obscure into the darkness nostalgia trip cartoon that no one ever remembers but look it up it's bizarre and the fact that they chose to make a cartoon based on that toy just goes to show you what the 90s was. <laughs> 94? Jesus. Yeah, no, the majority of my uh, cartoon watching was mostly Cartoon Network, a lot of uh, a lot of Teletoon, a lot of Family Channel, a lot of uh, YTV. And the problem with, like, because the challenge, like, it, it's an obscure, weird cartoon. The majority of weird cartoons that I would have watched, I don't remember because they were usually bad. So, <laughs> uh, so I'm trying, like, I'm racking my brain to try to figure out, like, one that's, like, obscure. Um, oh, God. Uh... 
Maybe can, I can come up with a, I can come up with a couple that I know a lot of my friends they just don't remember or they never seen. Um, for the most part, like sticking around. I don't know if you ever seen that. I remember that with Bradley yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah. Love sticking around. Um, and that and that girl with the dead poodle. Yeah, she just freaking dragged around everywhere. So dark, so dark. <sighs> what was the um, name of that dog? I don't remember, man. That was so long ago. Uh... Oh goodness gracious, I can't even remember. Um... It's like Mister something. Uh, Mister Fluffles. I have no idea. It wasn't it like a wasn't that a poodle? Like yeah, it was a it was a dead poodle. Yeah, yeah. She always yank it, and it would flop, and yank it, and then flop. Mister Doodler. Maybe Mister no Mister no, Dot no Mister Doddler was the old dude with the fedora yeah. hat. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to see here. I'm looking at. Uh oh yeah, Principal Coffin, who was clearly like a vampire zombie guy. Right. Yeah. Polly was the girl. Polly was her name. Pepperoni was the dog. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Her dog, Pepperoni. The dead, yeah. clearly dead poodle that was... I think they tried to say that it was a stuffed animal, but, like, no, that is very clearly a ver- a dead dog that is being yanked around because <laughs> it has the X's over the eyes. Yeah. Yeah, it's just very obviously a dead animal. <laughs> it's bothering the hell out of me. Um... So pepperoni, okay, so that's good. Uh, like the other shows that I watch were like prevalent YTV shows that most of my friends never saw. Like Shadow Raiders is one, um, but I don't really consider that obscure. It was like it was given really good billing at the time because it was it was in the same time slot as Reboot and uh, Transformers. Shadow um, Raiders, I don't recall Shadow Raiders. Oh, ra- dude, it's awesome! You've never seen Shadow Raiders? The name's not ringing a bell. Really. Uh, there's a, there's a rock planet, a fire planet, a swamp planet. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. I just Googled it. Yeah, and I, I, recall, yeah, yeah. But, I, I can't lead an army. I'm just a minor. Like, like, but to be fair, uh, that as much as I know what that show is, I have not watched that show for whatever reason. It didn't appeal to me. Hmm. So that uh, would be a, an obscure show that I've not oh, seen. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, Shadow Raiders is great. Um, I got a, uh, it was one of those, like, it's, it was a show that was, that, that was built around selling these, uh, do you remember Polly Pockets? Yeah. Probably, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, the idea was You know what? I had Polly Pockets, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. That was before, that was before Mighty Max came out. Oh, yeah. And then, Uh, and then I got Mighty Max. Yeah. Shadow Raiders uh, tried to um, feed into, like, the small mobile toy that you could, like, put in your backpack, and it was a playset thing, um, where you had Battle Worlds. And the whole idea was that, like, it's it's a planetary system, and all the planets are always fighting, and the worlds um, would open up, uh, and they would transform, and they'd be, like, these giant bases, I guess, uh, for the playset. And uh, they would always be themed to the dudes that you would get. So, like, there's the ice planet. And uh, when you open it up, it's got, like, these little, like, ice slugs with cannons on their backs and, like, little fighter craft and stuff. And then the other rock planet, same thing. Had tanks, had its own 
little mm. dudes. Um, and it was a and it was a playset all in one, and you could fit them into your bag or whatever. And I never got those. What I got was when the show was already out for like half of its first season. Um, my dad and mom bought me the uh, Rock Planet Tank playset. Uh, which had a which had Graveheart, who's the main character, um, and funnily enough, this the tank wasn't even like a military tank. It was for specifically harvesting like rock or ice, because the the first episode you see these tanks in the background, you think, oh, that's like a military thing. No, they're harvesting water, and that's the thing about <laughs> like all the re uh, about all the yeah. So it's like they're big and giant. They have a giant sonic cannon on them, but they're not for fighting. You could use them for fighting, but that's not their purpose. <laughs> so the first episode, you see like this dropship land and all these crazy armored dudes walk out, right? And some of them have different helmets from the other ones. And you think like, oh, these are like stormtrooper guys. Okay, like what's going on here? And then these like ice planet dudes, they show up. And they've got like bioengineered like uh, uh, slugs that breathe ice and freeze things. And like... Um, but yeah, no, they're just there mining. It's not an invasion. They just showed up to get resources. Then you find mm. out that all the planets in the solar system, the reason they're always fighting is because every other planet has resources that the other planets need to keep going and progress. So they're always sending raiding parties to extract resources and then leave. So they're not necessarily a war. It's just constant, like, border scuffles with each mm. other. You know, and, then, and now... Sorry, just looking at the... I'm looking up the toys... Yeah. And I'm seeing the play sets that you're talking about where it's like it opens up and you have an army of little things. And yeah. it, given now that your affinity for this show and you're, you're pining for those little toys, it's no wonder you ended up growing up getting into Warhammer. This is like Warhammer toys for children. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, because you, you'd spend like $10, $15 and you get a full play set with like little infantry guys, little tanks, little planes. And it's and like, it's like buying a box set. Tape. Yeah. yeah, it's like buying a box set. And like there's, um, oh, no, the, and then like eventually all the planets, like they're fighting each other or whatever. The premise for the show beginning is uh, in another galaxy um, or another solar system, uh, Planet Tech, the last surviving planet in its own little solar system, literally a planet made of robots. Uh, it's like if uh, Cybertron, uh, all of the robots were like human sized. Um, except, and they couldn't transform into vehicles. They were just, it's a robot planet. Um, so Tekla, the princess of planet tech and her little robot buddy guy, um, are sent along with like the, what's left of the, uh, planet tech fighter core to escape and then get to the next galaxy or the next uh, solar system, uh, with people living in it to warn them about becoming beast planet, which is an enormous planet. Like, it's a gigantic planetoid that uh, eats other planets. And uh, and the opening scene, because it's burned into my memory, is it involves Tekla looking back and watching her planet be consumed by the beast planet. And it's just this look, because it's like old school, like 90s, early 2000s 3D render. Yeah. So the facial expressions are big and they're like, you know, they're very expressive. <laughs> Over the right? top because they can't do subtle. Well, here's the thing. Uh, the face that she makes when she watches her planet die uh, is forever scarred into my brain because she just <laughs> looks so horrified and so sad. 
I wonder like, why. Yeah, well, yeah, and I'm like, I'm looking back at it, like nowadays, and I'm like, you know what? Good job, animators. You did a really good job because like she's like oh, super yeah. smooth and like, and they yeah. they designed her to be sexy, Tekla. Like they, she looks like a robot. She's got like the she's got curves and stuff or whatever, right? She kind of looks like uh, Cortana from Halo, mm. um, in terms of like general design. And then they knock her out, and she's in a coma for the majority of the series. <laughs> uh, so you start off with this really interesting character, and then she's just knocked the hell out. And then the main character, the actual main character, Graveheart, who is just a minor, because all the actual soldiers that were sent on the raiding party died. This is just the first episode, by the way. Um, he finds her, and then the beast planet comes into their solar system, and it's like, well, we can't just, like, you know eat them right away we gotta play with our food first so they, they send out like drones little beast drones and these things are like impervious to every weapon and the only way to destroy them because Tekla like doesn't go into a coma immediately she's like oh you gotta beast plans coming blah 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 um, she helps them fight off the drones and she teaches them like you have to destroy their core so like you blow up their little this little pod thing that's on their chest and they'll die the beast drones are also forever burned into my brain because they're horrifying. <laughs> like, they're <laughs> made of how... like, oh, dude, they're like made of dark matter, and like their head just looks like a jagged mouth that floats above their dark matter body, and yeah. they they don't talk; they just growl. So like, you're like nine, and you just see that, and it's like, yeah, you should kill all of those immediately. I don't like those at all. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, the creepiest dudes, uh, the creepiest, it's funny enough that this, the one dude that actually gave me nightmares is a uh, is the Grand Vizier of the Fire Planet, and he just looks gross. He just looks weird and gross, and I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, a, in, like, I recommend, I think the show, the entire show is actually on YouTube. Um, but it's, it was really fun. It's a fun show. It's, it's like Star Wars and Mass Effect and... Like, they go to planet to planet, and they got to band together to fight the beast, and uh, there's, like, political intrigue, but it's not dry. Like, it's very, like, accessible, even to, like, me as a kid. Like, I could follow along oh, with what was happening. I just looked up, like, I'm going through character art and stuff. I remember that, yeah. like, weird frog goblin yeah. guy. Yeah. He's gross. Yeah, the, 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 king of the, uh, the king of the swamp planet, yeah. Funnily enough, the entirety of that uh, political system... Uh, is based around killing the previous king mm. through any means. And if you manage to kill the previous king, uh, you just become the new king. Doesn't matter how you did it, even if it's by accident, mind you. So, like, his, like, vizier, his, like, his person who's, like, supposed to help him rule is constantly trying to murder him throughout <laughs> the entire series. He's mm. trying to stab him. He's trying to, he's trying to poison him. He's trying to like drop, literally just drop rocks on him. He uh, he like doesn't tell him about like a beast planet incursion on his on the planet or whatever. Um, in hopes that like he'll inadvertently kill the king and then he can wind up becoming the new king. Uh, mm. And he's the dude's the frog dude's gross by the way because he's got these like jowl things that, like little yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm seeing that. And I don't face. I don't like that. Yeah, my favorite character, who, by the way, is a strong female character who is badass as hell, is Jade, who is, like, the captain of the Onyx Brigade or whatever, the Onyx Corps, who are, like, the most badass soldiers on all of Planet Rock. 
Um, and you find out that Grave Graveheart actually used to be like the number two to Jade before he just had to quit fighting altogether and become a minor. So there's like really interesting character development there. And it was really good for storytelling because they didn't go too complex, but they kept it interesting. And I really like that show. Um, I recommend it, man. It's a really, it's really well made. Um, the animation's obviously dated, but oh, my favorite soldiers are actually the uh, the Swamp Planet soldiers because there's this one scene where the Prince of Fire is like in this hallway, and he's about to get ambushed by a bunch of beast drones, and they're coming from both sides. But then all these swamp dudes, they like jump out of the goo and out of the walls and stuff, but it's all in the dark. So like they cut the lights and then you just see blaster fire and stuff because budget reasons. And then all you see is just like one of the, like none of you, you don't see any bodies or anyone dead. It's just all the beast drones are dead now. And then all you see is like one of the, the, the swamp commando guys sinking into the goo. And then he gives the Prince of Fire a thumbs up, like, don't worry, kid, we got you. And it's like it's like a such a cool ass scene, and then you, like yeah, and everything on the swamp planet is like a bio, uh, is in some way biological. Even their fighter craft are like giant stingrays with horns. Hmm. Cool. So yeah, they that they fit laser cannons too because you know. <laughs> but, Space. Yeah. 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 So wow. I, like how, I like how distinct everything is, and it's a really good show. Well written, well well designed. So that I is. I would totally play a forty k clone of that game <laughs> of that show. Ooh, I wonder if we can get the rights to that show. Oh god, I hope so. I think it's owned by the same people that made Mainframe. Um, man, that was a that was a good forty minutes of talking about TV shows, pretty much. That was. Now, yeah, how about we take back. a break and then we'll come I, back yeah. and talk about movie shows? Yeah, I'm gonna watch. Uh, I'm gonna watch another episode of Shadow Raiders. Actually, I am gonna go. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Ooh, I know. Yeah. I'm gonna go burn my hand on the oven and pretend I'm making rubber spiders. Be right back. Let me just, just buy rubber spiders. Whatever. Greetings, mortals. My name is Promotion and I have snuck on to the Two Bees podcast to remind you to subscribe to the Capuana Companions TikTok and Instagram pages, and also the Beegrim Gaming Twitch channel. <laughs> they'll never realize I'm here promoting their things, and they'll never be the wiser. <laughs> If we've learned anything, with enough perseverance and enough petition signatures, so there's people online that brought back Zellers. If they can bring back Zellers, you could bring back Shadow Raiders. You just got to get on it. Welcome back, so, by the way. And I might uh, just do that. But, uh, you make the petition. Our listeners will sign it because they love us because you guys are still here. We greatly appreciate that. So yeah, episode, Brendan, episode 19, guys. Thanks for sticking so, around. Stay posted. Brennan's going to make a petition. He's going to bring back Shadow Raiders, and he's going to bring back Sodalitious Gummies, yep. and we're going to need your guys' help for that. Betty Crocker, I know you're listening. We're coming for you. Mm-hmm. You know why you have to add cake, uh, add an egg to Betty Crocker pre-made cakes? Uh, or like the I cake mixes? I don't know, because it needs to make it richer? I don't know. Nope! It's so that wives would buy it. Oh, it's like make them think that they're doing more than they are? Yep, because back in the day when housewife was like 
the big thing, and yeah. you know the 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 wife would stay home and tend to her family. And um, make sure that the Betty, family unit didn't die because the dad was always out working his ass off. Yeah. <laughs> so Betty Crocker, the company, came out with these pre-made cakes where all you had to do was add water and bake it. And nobody bought it because all of the housewives thought that it felt like cheating on their family because they weren't uh, making them their cakes. It was all so out of a box. It's like, that's uh, that's not baking. That's I, I know how to bake a cake and this is not baking. So they changed the recipe so that you had to add oil and an egg so it felt like baking. Baking again. Oh, that's it. That's really interesting. Right? But anyway, we're back. We went ahead and we watched a movie. Yep. And we're going to preface this straight up. It's been out for a bit, but we yep. watched Thor, Love, and Thunder. Love, Thor, and, Thor and, and Thunder. Yep, that's the one. Lord, Love, and Thunder. We, yep. so, spoilers if you haven't seen okay. it. Go we give got, it a watch. Do... It's it's on Disney Plus right now. Go give yeah. it a watch. Come back and listen. But we're going to get into it, and there's going to be some spoilers. We got, we, and as per usual, because this is a newer film that came out fairly recently in comparison to a lot of the others that we've been talking about, we are going to do our best to not over-spoil, because we don't want those of you that are too lazy to get off of listening to us, or too loyal, for that matter, to stop listening to us and then go watch... <coughs> um you know, the, the movie or whatever, maybe you're not convinced and you want to hear our opinions on it. Um, we're going to do our best to make sure that, like, there's still some mystique in the twists and turns. And we're not going to tell you about the ending. Like, you know, we're, we're going to talk about the big bits that we're, hopefully will reel you in. We're not going to spoil the fact that Thor goes back in time and becomes his own grandfather. Yeah, um, that's right. Oh, that's right. Um, that's oh, right, 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 right. The different show. That's yeah. right. We're fine. We're good. We're, we're good. fine. We're Spoilers fine. for Futurama, by the way. We're sorry. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> So, I liked the fact, first and foremost, right off the bat, yep. that we have the whole, this whole movie is essentially Korg telling the story of this whole movie. Yep, it's a legend. It's the legend, the legend, of, the legend of, the, of the space Viking Thor. Mm-hmm. And that, <laughs> that intro where you find like he's hanging out with the Guardians of the Galaxy, and he yep. went from God Bod to Dad Bod. And, yeah, then he, and then, and then from God bad, bod. not even that, from dad, from God bod to dad bod to sad bod. Yeah, to God <laughs> that's bod. right. And I love that in this, like, and he makes that point where he's like, he's, he's talking about him, like doing his workout and, and getting back to his God bod. And he, and he makes that point of like, and he never skips leg day, which yeah. is like, it's a throwaway joke, but then yeah. it's not thrown it's like away. When, like, not even two minutes later, we have that scene where he's doing the Jean-Claude Van Damme holding apart two yeah. giant space motorbikes. Split. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, like, that... you know he can do that because he doesn't skip leg day. And you even see, like, his muscles, like, like really tense up and get jacked in his legs when he, like, does yeah. the thing. Where he, like, he sends and the, them careening off. And the whole Guardians crew is just... Over like it how completely. Needy he is. Yeah, how needy like, he is. <laughs> like that, it's absurd that, how needy he is. They're just like, oh god, like his his showboating, and they're just so over it. Oh, and the, but, and I love that I love that that opening line by the way, where it's like where they're like, uh, and like you're gonna what the heck? What how the heck did it go? You're uh, you're 
I think they're gonna need me for this battle, and then like, or yeah, they like, and, and I'll, I'll find out that they will need me to win this battle, and then not even like a second later, Star Lord whips around the corner like, Thor, we're gonna need you to win this battle. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then he just like he shows up like, how's it going, guys? And then everyone Drax is like, terrible. This is this we're <laughs> it's, we're doing awful right now. Can you please help us? So then, yeah, so he single handedly uh, defeats the army. And then yep. gets rewarded with two giant screaming, screaming goats. And we mean like the classic <laughs> meme. The not even, <laughs> and not even like a goat scream. This is like no. someone's being a, like yep. assaulted. Like, like you're oh. getting the worst titty twister of your life. And they never stop. Like, yep. Oh. I, I also like how they're not useless goats. Yeah, because they they play they play them up like they're gonna be useless and like a detriment and just awful. Um, yeah, but but uh, Thor and Korg they're so excited about that about those goats. Oh yeah, dude. Oh, they're, and I like the fact and then Korg. Korg and then so we good. get that 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 fun scene that I I laughed so hard when when the Guardians are leaving to go back to their movie. Um, yep. at where where Thor <laughs> is back like, to their movie where where Thor is telling Star Lord. To like go you, off you can and take my ship, take take my ship and my crew, yeah. and he's like, "You're you're giving me my ship. You're like, giving me my ship." <laughs> yeah, she's a she's a tough old girl. She's a little finicky from time. Like it's like, <laughs> D- dude, oh. we know you didn't pilot this. We know <laughs> this. Why are you? Why are you even? I, I know you're needy, but be less needy, Thor. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I, there was uh, a few. There's a lot of really good messages, by the way, in this movie, just to clarify. Like, there's, like, there's a big emphasis on love, but, like, they really explore what that means um, to Thor as a character. There's a lot of soul-searching. Like, this isn't just, like, a... just Because this is Taika Waititi that did the directing, I think. Yeah. Um, and you can see that. You can feel that when he is on... Like, even when he's just Korg, like, Taika, we need to protect this man. Because he is by far my favorite new new director of the last, like, 20 years. Um, this, this dude needs all of the money. Give him all of the money to make all of the movies that he wants to make. Well, now, hold on. Not all of the money. Not all of the money. He can have, he can have half of it. The other half goes to, um, no. (laughs) I had it. And then you said Shadow Raiders and I lost his name. Who's the guy that made Hamilton? And Encanto. Uh, sure that um, guy okay <clears throat> we need we need taika watiti to make uh oh look it up you know where he goes his name was shadow raiders you should give all your money to the recreation of shadow raiders uh mainframe i know you're listening i know you brought back reboot Okay, but uh, I'm gonna need you to bring back Shadow Raiders because what that's a movie name? franchise. Ah. The guy who created Hamilton. Yes. Do, do you mean the Portuguese? The, you mean like the the cute like the dude that stars in it, like the the guy that wrote uh, Lin Manuel Miranda. That's the guy. What? Oh yeah, 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 he wrote, yeah, he wrote it. He stars in it. And he, so yeah, we're gonna have Taika Waititi making all of like the superhero action movies, and then we'll have Lin Manuel Miranda making all of the musical shows, and yep. then the world will be at peace at last. We will have re- reached Nirvana harmony, mm. and it will be magic. 
I hear that. Yeah, that's fair. Let's give it to him. Right? Yeah. Let's there give it go. to him. He, did, he is a really good. He's a really good writer. So yeah, I'll, right. Hundred percent. Yeah. And I liked. There was a couple of scenes in there too where the the way that the characters or lines that the characters said and the way that they said them almost mm-hmm. seemed off for the character. But then to me, it almost added to the movie because in my brain, it, I, I looked at it as like, this is Korg telling the story. So this is like him telling like, oh, and then, and then, yeah, like this when is, they, this is, uh, like when they, when legend, they, when they, so. when they got to like that, there's that, when they find, uh, what's her name? Uh, she sends out the, disc- the, the distress call and Thor finds her in her, she's laying there with her arm off. Lobbed off. Oh, I love that scene so much. Yeah, yeah no, but the, like, you usually go to Valhalla, like, if you die in battle, you survived, like, so but, you like, won't actually go to Valhalla. She's like, damn it! <laughs> like, yeah, and that interaction, like, the way that they were talking seemed weird until you look at it and you're like, this is Korg telling the story. Where yeah, this like, is Korg telling the And then, like, yeah. yeah, you're like, and then, and then Thor walks up and he's like, you don't have an arm. And she's like, oh, I'm gonna just die here now and go to Valhalla. But then Thor was like, Oh, and if you die here, you you're not in battle because you survived. And she's like, "Oh, damn it!" Like, if you think of it as Korg telling it, it just makes that yeah. so much funnier to me. Oh yeah. Oh man. Oh. There's some there's some really good Korg moments in this one. Oh, I yeah. love the, uh, the the Olympia so, fight and stuff was really good. Uh, and the wi- it, it turns <laughs> out the it, it turns out that all you need to live if you're one of my species is a mouth. Oh, okay, then. Fair enough. <laughs> the, the only alive part is the mouth. And I love yeah. when, when they get to Olympia and... Russell Crowe. Before Russell Crowe. When we yeah. get to see Korg's god. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sitting, and he's, just, sitting, he's the exact same manner. In exact same type of manner. But not even that. He's, he is literally sitting on a Game of Thrones throne made of scissors. Did you notice that? Oh, I did not notice that. I'm going to have to go back <laughs> yeah, and look at that. That's it's, fantastic. It's a throne made of scissors. Because rocks beat scissors. Oh, God. Oh, damn it. That is oh, That's awesome. <laughs> and then we get that to see... That is so awesome. And we get to see the god of dumplings. Yep. Who is adorable. He's just so cute. Yep. Yeah. And then we enter <laughs> Russell Crowe as Zeus. Which I'm gonna put it on the record right now. My favorite Russell Crowe character. I don't. I I don't I, know if I didn't know I needed this. I'm glad I had. But I'm I am so very glad that happy happened. that we have this because, uh, like, we didn't see in the trailers. We saw Zeus do the whole like, I take away your, phew, I make your costume go away, phew. Yeah. But we don't get to see like the arrogant buffoonery that is Zeus in the trailer and it was such a lovely unexpected way for him to take that twist yeah Yeah. even like like, it it makes sense because the gods are constantly dicking around with each other and playing pranks on each other it is it is like how Zeus would have been it's not Zeus isn't this I am on a cloud with a lightning bolt it's like I sit around eating grapes all day. Like what? I don't know. I'm surrounded by hotties and I do tricks with my lightning bolt. (laughs) Occasionally I turn into a duck and I go down to the mainland and And make babies. And do that other thing that rhymes with duck. (laughs) (laughs) And I love Uh, that. And 
and I found out that it 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 was Russell Crowe's like that's how he did it. But when Zeus comes around the pedestal to come down the stairs and he does that little like shoot with his skirt. Oh yeah, that was all Russell Crowe. They didn't oh, just it, like just do do do, and it yeah. made me laugh oh, so yeah. much. Like it's just so that flamboyant little, and like yeah. yeah. <laughs> He like skips down the stairs practically. <laughs> uh, okay. I love, give I love you, that we. I'll give you your oh, clothes sorry. back now. I'm going to give you your clothes back now because yeah, I'm giving not... his clothes back now. <laughs> because this is not a nudie Rudy place. I love Rudy, that um, a Rudy nudie place. I I love that uh, it is now confirmed that Thor is packing a hog. By the way, that yeah. even the other goddesses around uh, the other goddesses around uh, Zeus. We're like, damn! Like, <laughs> even, like, even and even Korg was like, and even Korg was kind of into it. He's like, wow, it's like a, it's like a whole lot, it's like a whole eggplant hanging there. <laughs> and then he's like, he points, and your friends, they can take off their disguises. No, 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 no. We got it. We're good. We're good. Oh, disguises are off. No. You, you mean I? You mean I missed out on seeing Natalie Portman naked? Damn! <laughs> Oh my gosh, that is geez, this this movie is great. Um, all right, so again, we're trying really hard not to avoid spoilers. We're keeping a lot of these uh, a lot of these bits early. There is such a heavy um theme because I don't want to talk about uh I don't want to talk about the villain. I'll be real honest here because yeah. um there are bits and pieces that if we talk about it here, they won't hit you anywhere near as hard. Uh, but I will say you feel for him. You genuinely feel for him. And yes. it's a very, and that's always going to be a good way to write your villain because it makes them conflicted and it makes you feel conflicted when uh, you're watching. When them. you feel for them. Yep. You, so it's you, like, like a part of you is like, yeah, like I, I get where you're coming from. Like I'd and, be pissed and, too, man. I totally understand. <laughs> and I, I, and I have to say is like Christian Bale as oh. the villain yep. did a fantastic job. Amazing because work, dude. Christian Bale as the villain got to, he, and the fact that he gets to monologue, oh, but yeah. it's not a monologue where you're like he's gonna get smacked no, in he, the mouth. He by does the it girl. on his terms, and it's it's he controls the room. He's yep. monologuing, and you it's you feel it's like a crushing suffocation while he's yep. monologuing because oh, you're not man. like you're not like oh here it comes he's gonna get hit. And you're like, no, like he's going to finish his monologue and then he's going to be done. And he does. Yeah. He yeah. finishes the monologue. He drops that mic and you're like, oh, crap. Like, I, he's not caught on guard. Yeah, I love what they did with the Asgardian uh, settlement. Yeah, I the, love it. I it, love it, the it, theater it, production. I love the boat rides. I love the tourists in, and everything. Infin Infinity cones, the ice cream shop. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and uh, Val is uh, my, one of my favorite female characters in Marvel. Uh, Valkyrie is the mayor slash king. And yep. that is so good. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, loading she the, also loading gets their to... boat. Uh, loading oh, up the boat. Yeah. Okay, essentials only. Big beer keg. Yes, that's essential. Come on. That's an essential. Yeah, it's a, come on. I'm an Asgardian. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> um, oh God, I love that. Uh, oh, yeah. She even, like, gets a moment with one of the goddesses, too, uh, in Olympia. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, because yeah, where she flirts her. with the. 
Yeah, she, like, kisses her hand and, like, just drops off, like, and just, like, hops off like a total badass. Like, it's just, like, oh, like, I love the characterization. I love that we get to learn more about Korg and, like, his back, like, in his uh, species. I, again, yeah. I love the, I love the rock beat scissors thing. Now I can't, I can't stop. <laughs> um, and, we, and we find out where, how Korgs make, like, little baby Korgs. Yeah, yeah, how, yeah, how, yeah, it's all males. They're all males. So it's. And, it's, oh, and. No, and, don't say it, don't say it. Don't you dare say it. I want to say it because I no, love it. No, don't you freaking say it. You sh- I loved it. It was no, so much sh- fun. Let them, let them discover the thing. We're avoiding ending stuff. Anyway. Oh, let's talk about beginning stuff. Yeah. Uh, how about Melissa McCarthy as Hera? Yep. Yep. Oh, my God. I didn't know I needed that. <laughs> and, I didn't know I needed and that, that. And that. And because it always has to happen. Every mm-hmm. Melissa McCarthy movie her husband mm-hmm. is in it with her. Oh. This is not a yeah. Her husband, he's oh, the dude with the mustache that you always yeah. see. He's he's the air marshal and bridesmaids. Like That's he's always right. in the movie. This is not a Melissa McCarthy movie. He's also in this movie. He's That's just funny. standing there as like the director or something. He has yeah. no purpose being in this movie other than. He's Being Melissa McCarthy's husband, so he has to be movie. in the movie. That's I, like at this point, that must be in her contract or something. It must 100%. be something. Or that everyone just like, knows. Like, yeah. They know, oh, Melissa McCarthy's here. Hey, what do you got for my husband to do? Like, oh, literally, uh, uh, yeah, I, sure, we got you. Because like, I, 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 like, she, she steps out onto the stage, or she cuts her way out as Hera, and I'm like, hey, it's Melissa McCarthy. And then I thought to myself, I was like, it'd be funny if her husband showed up. But he won't because this isn't one of their movies. And then he's on the and stage, and it was like that. It was like that Leo DiCaprio, uh, like yeah. oh, 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 oh. that. That's the gif or the the meme. Oh, when he's, he's on the couch and he's got the yeah. drink, oh, he's oh, pointing oh, at the screen. There it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, there, that's yeah. what it was. Called it. Right there. Hey. Yep. yep. Love it. <laughs> and that, like, I, uh, that I love Matt throw. Damon. By the way, Matt, Matt yeah. Damon being one of the like Asgardian playwrights is still hilarious to me. Aren't they both Damons? Isn't that Matt Damon's brother? I, I have no idea, man. <laughs> I haven't seen Matt Damon in good movies in a while, and I'm just happy he's in this one. Because I'm fairly certain when it was in, when they did that last one, when it was Loki's play, I'm fairly certain it was Matt Damon and Matt Damon's brother that played. I don't know. I, I have I mean, no idea, man. I, I will say I really enjoyed uh, how the plot worked. And... Um, and and how they kept uh the key elements of the bad guy's plan uh hidden in such yeah. a way like yeah they, like they it's made, not they, like because they don't they didn't just like make it obvious to the audience and you're just sitting there like okay well we already know what's gonna happen we just gotta wait for it to happen um yeah you, oh you, yeah as like, the audience you're like oh I know what he's doing it's yep. very obvious what he's doing and then you find out yep. oh that's that's not what he's just playing yeah. till he gets to do the thing he yeah. wants to do he's got a plan inside of the plan oh by the way also appreciate the complete lack of a giant blue beam sticking into the sky i'm really, yes i'm really into i'm really into that it's a rainbow beam but it's the bifrost so it's cool and, it, <laughs> and it's and it's forward it's forward it's not into the sky yep they could have uh, very easily went and oh speaking of the bifrost uh, can we can we talk about the scorned lover that yeah. is Stormbreaker? Yeah. The the weird ex the relationship between weird. Yeah. <laughs> Milnor. Yeah, so just to clarify from the from the trailer that I'm sure a lot of you have seen, Natalie Portman uh is in this movie. 
Milner is in this movie. Milner comes back despite being blown up by Hera. Uh, and uh, the reasons for it are really wholesome, and I refuse to spoil them for you. I really want you to go ahead and see it. Uh, I demand that you see it, actually. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I, I gotta go ahead and bring it up. Uh, the new version of Milner and that thing that it can do uh, yeah. that takes I'm out not, a bunch of like, monsters is so badass, and I yeah. can't wait for you guys to see it. Yeah, the fact that that's, that is a thing... Yep. That it like it, it, they play oh. into it. It plays into it, and it's yeah. so good. It makes it. It's so good when it first happens, and you're like, mm. ooh. But yeah, and you guys when, are. Yeah, Cat Dennings like, also makes her reappearance here too. She's a bit part, but I love me Cat Dennings, so we're good to go. Oh, okay. I looked it up. It's Matt Damon, and the actor who plays Thor in the play is Luke mm-hmm. Hemsworth. So it's Chris's brother. Uh, oh, that's, that's funny that they got that's another Hemsworth to play a Hemsworth. Yeah, that's, that's, that's so yeah. good. That's what it was. Uh, was that it was. It was. It was Chris's brother playing Thor, and he did that's it. That's good. Movies. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, he's the, yeah. They do the playwright. Oh yeah. Side note: After like the bad guy does a thing, and it like it, it because like you know it's gonna mess with the Asgardians in some way. That's obvious. So like after it happens, the two playwrights immediately go, "But should we make a production about it?" Like, like <laughs> yeah. I don't just happen, but like you know the people need entertainment because is you know it, it's it really good soon? to have in case of tragedy. Yeah. Oh. oh my gosh! And I love uh, Val. It's just like I, I can't even deal. I, I can't deal with you, right? <laughs> just walks away, and they just take that as a green light, and they do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, but like that scene where, like, to go back to to like Mjolnir, mm. where you have that. It's so cheesy, but it's that where he's like trying to call Mjolnir to him, and then oh, he's Stormbreaker, like beckoning it. Yeah. and Stormbreaker floats in. <laughs> Comes around the corner like some sort of and like just glares at. Him. Oh, the, 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 yeah! You've never seen an angry axe before oh. in your life until oh, this movie. If yeah. looks could kill, Stormbreaker oh. would have killed Thor oh, right if you there. Put a, if you put a couple of like you put a pair of googly eyes on Stormbreaker and angry eyebrows, <laughs> that's just that. That's Stormbreaker for the entirety of the film. Yeah, because like, Thor, Thor is a bit. He, he's he's a he's a bit of a two timer when it comes to weapons, so you yeah. know. Oh, there you are. And, and think, that, you know, you'd think they'd be cool. You. Yeah, like you'd you'd think they'd be cool with each other. Like Stormbreaker and Milner would be cool with each other, uh, because you know they fought Thanos together. So like right? you'd think they'd be they'd have like that like a like a like a bond with each other. But no, no, no Stormbreaker's jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Stormbreaker, because all kinds Stormbreaker, of but Stormbreaker knew that mm-hmm. Mjolnir was from a different timeline and was going back. Yep, that's gotta be. Yep, there it is. But now this is like this is this timeline's yeah. Mjolnir. It ain't yeah, going old, nowhere. Old, like, new oh, new hotness, new hotness oh, versus. I, I, I thought you were dead. Yep. Damn it! And then, I thought I had him to myself now. And then you get immediately after you get him activating the Bifrost to fly off and he just nails oh, that archery. Yeah. And then yeah, he's like, like out, you know, you know out of the yard. did that on purpose. Yeah, out fighting with it. Like, what the heck, dude? Like, Stop, man. Come on. Just be just be a bro. Be a bro. And then immediately puts him through a, through a stone pillar. Yeah. Oh, oh God, Which then just... becomes, like, beneficial to us because then we get a spaceship that is a goat-driven Yep. Viking ship on a yep. rainbow, which has bridge. an amazing entrance at one point. Yeah, yep. and it's just like it is. It is a beautiful ship. 
I would 100% play that arcade driving game. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. would love to put me put me in the uh, put put me at the helm oh, of, uh, you know what of you do? Goat Ship. You take you make Goat Ship into a into a cell phone app. It's that one where you like have three lanes and you're trying to collect uh, coins. Yeah. And just the, and just the whole time the phone is screaming. Ah, yep. Ah! Yep. That, That's a game right there. That'll get old in about five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, this movie! Ugh, so this good. Is a, and, this is a watch. This is a watch. If you like, if you like Taika Waititi style humor, if you liked, uh, if if you like, if you liked Ragnarok, yeah, this is this is this. Ragnarok too. If, like, if you love Korg, you'll love this. If you love uh, the 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 tongue in cheek, uh, Thor is incredibly flawed in his own little weird ways, and it's all endearing. Um, if you love, uh, cameos from a lot of your favorite Asgardians, you'll love this. Uh, if you love, if you, like, if you won't know that you love it, but Meek in a pantsuit is also, uh... <laughs> Professor who, Meek. But, just to clarify, by the way, this is Meek with the sword hands in a pantsuit over its exoskeleton that isn't even its body. So, <laughs> Writing on a whiteboard. Yes! <laughs> Meek, with I'm, sword I'm hands, do, I'm trying to do this. <laughs> it's really difficult for me to rouse the troops if when while you're over there making squeaky sounds. Yep, and you know, one last thing that I do want to say about this movie that's not spoilers. Mm. I absolutely adored finding out why this movie is called what it's called. Yep, it's great and it's wonderful it's a- and it's wholesome and we will protect it. Yep. So go watch it. Find out why it's called Thor Love and Thunder. You will yep. not be disappointed. And remember, there's some pretty important stuff after credits, so stick around yep. for that. It's, oh yeah, the after credits scene's absolute must. There's two of them, just to have FYI to everybody. Keep an eye out for them. But uh, at the same time, if we have to tell you that there's two after credits in a Marvel movie, have you even watched a Marvel movie before? That's fair. That's fair. And you know what? This isn't exactly the worst one to start on. Um, True enough. Yep. Although, uh... What was it? Thor Dark of the Moon wasn't exactly great, but whatever. Yeah, skip that. Just start with Ragnarok, you'll be fine. Watch the um watch the cinema wins for Thor uh Dark of the Moon or whatever it was called. That's that's how that's how I got through that the second time. <laughs> um Thank thank the Lord for Taika Watiti, honestly. Uh we learned a lot from this movie. There's some good morals in here, you know, and I appreciate that. But I, I gotta say, man, like is there some wisdom that like sort of ties into the to the theme Ooh. of Love and Thunder? Well, in your travels, it, it, um, uh, some some morals, some uh, or, a life lesson, perhaps, not so much, yeah, not not so much words of wisdom, but a le- yeah. a life lesson that I did oh, learn yeah. years ago from from my uncle Benjamin. Oh, was this I was have... this not derived from a COVID fever dream? No, well, maybe. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> no, no, I I think I think I had an uncle Benjamin. I'm, Mm. fairly he drove a camaro anyway um mm. so it was something that i learned from my uncle benjamin years ago when i was a small boy and i've never forgotten it and right. the thing that i learned was that whenever you go bungee jumping you need to listen to the instructor because the cord goes around your ankles not your neck good night everybody the carnage hey guys it's brendan I just want to thank you so much for listening in, and just to let you all know that we record at 9.30 MST on Riverside every Wednesday. 
And please, if you'll join us, like, share, subscribe. It'd mean the world to us. All right. Thank you so much. Bye.